Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's episode, we are talking about the yips. How do yips start? Why do they continue? And how to systematically get rid of them. So full disclosure, you're going to hear me use the word yips a lot in this, which might at first make you feel uncomfortable. But I believe naming it, talking about it openly, and facing your fears can destigmatize it in your own mind. So hang in there and lean into it. Don't get scared of me saying it a bunch. And this isn't just about the yips. Yes, I'm going to use that term and that's going to be our subject material. But this applies to any time your fear of an outcome takes over and causes you to hit bad shots which is a much broader issue that we all face, even if you don't struggle with the yips specifically. So let's dig in and learn how to get rid of the yips. In my experience with talking to players who have the yips and what I've learned about the science, the yips typically start with a single bad shot or putt. It might seem like there was no definitive start to your yips or to your bad shots or to your fear-induced shots, but there's most likely a shot zero for the yips. It could be a technical flaw or a tough lie or a mental mistake. Whatever caused it, it was a shot that didn't meet your expectations. So once you've hit that bad shot, the next one has a little more avoidance associated with it. You dislike that result and the feeling of that bad shot, so next time you're in that scenario, you want to avoid that result and that feeling. This is why the yips continue. Because you've told your brain that a bad shot or a bad feeling is something to be avoided, your brain perceives a threat and goes into threat response mode. Threat response mode is tensing up and getting out of there as quickly as possible. Think of when you've been scared of or by something. Were you completely relaxed and chill? No, no, no. You probably tensed up and jerked out of the way to avoid what your brain thought was a threat. Maybe if you have the yips, you can relate to this. Your chipping, putting, driving motion, it gets tight and quick as if you're trying to get it over with. Well, that's because your brain is trying to save you from the perceived threat that you want to avoid by getting you out of there fast, just like the thing that scares you. How often do you hit a good shot when you feel tight and quick? This tightness and quickness probably leads to hitting the next shot worse, leading to more bad feelings and more fear of it happening again. And before you know it, you're doubling down on avoiding these feelings of hitting a bad shot, which leads to more fear and more bad shots because of the increase in tightness and quickness. Spiral confirmed. Now, not everyone's yips are the same. Throwing all yips into a big bucket and assuming they're all equal, that's not fair to anyone. And I believe labeling in this equal way leads to a lot of the stigma about the yips. But most likely, if you have what you would call the yips, aka a jerky motion at the ball that causes a bad shot, which could be called anything, then there's probably some fear at the origin. And a threat response to that fear is what causes the jerky motion, which leads to more bad shots and more fear and on and on, hence the spiral. But just because you're on a downward spiral doesn't mean it's hopeless. Yeah, I know you might feel hopeless at times or 
or all the time, or you can't remember a time when you didn't feel hopeless, but I promise it's not hopeless. So how do you work your way out of the yips? Most of us attack the yips through technique and hitting more balls. We're going to try to ingrain a better motion and force ourselves to not yip. Or right after we yip, we get mad and make a few practice swings to try to correct it so we don't do it again. This will probably make your technique better. I really believe it would, but it will not stop your yips. Because the yips are caused primarily by fear, changing your technique only changes how you perform when there's no fear, aka on the range of the green, right? I can I can hit it great on the range, or I can hit it great chips or putts on the green, but when I get into a fear scenario, it all goes out the window. By attacking your technique, you're actually further confirming to your brain that bad shots are threatening and need to, need to be avoided at all costs. When you say, I need to make a better swing to avoid that bad shot, and then you hit the bad shot, you go deeper into the mentality that you need to be more perfect to not yip again. You make the margin for error even smaller, which causes more tension, not less. So grinding on your technique actually tends to work against you not for you. This is counterintuitive, but a lot of actual good psychology is counterintuitive. The bad technique is a symptom. The fear is the cause. So you have to address the fear in order to actually get rid of the yips. You have to address the fear in order to fix the technique in the competition, in the pressure, in the fear scenario. So how can we address the fear and work our way out of the yips? Let's get down to the source. Okay, what are you afraid of? Based on what we've said so far, you're most likely afraid of a bad result. Simply put, generically put, you're afraid of a bad result and the bad feelings that come along with that bad result. And if you're deep in the yips spiral, you're probably so afraid of the bad result that you'll avoid it at all costs. I will do anything to not get that bad shot or that bad feeling. You might even go so far as to say the mistake would be so detrimental to you that it feels life or death. And I promise you, for some players, that's not an exaggeration. The possibility of a yip can be extremely scary. I know the a lot of the players that I work with or come to me because of this. This is their reason for coming to me. So it's not an exaggeration. So if this fear is the actual cause of yipping a shot and going further down the spiral of hitting more yips, then we need to go in the opposite direction of the fear. So what's the opposite of fearing something? Well, I would say it's being okay with something, accepting it, accepting the result, accepting the bad feelings, accepting all of it, accepting of every possible physical, emotional, mental, financial, social outcome. This ball could go literally anywhere, and I can live with it. I could experience literally any emotion after this shot, and I can live with it. I can lose any amount of money after this shot or as a result of this bad shot, and I can handle it. People can say anything about me after this bad shot. They can judge me in any way they want, and I can live with it. Now, being okay with whatever might happen after I hit this shot is different from liking the shot or being happy or positive or wanting it to happen again. You won't like it 
you'll be disappointed, and you won't want it to happen again. That's normal and human. But being able to say, I can live with the result, opens you up to being able to diminish the fear of it. Now, this acceptance isn't easy. It's dramatic. It's radical. It seems crazy. But it's necessary to overcome the fear. The yips come from a fear of potential outcomes and feelings. So you need to accept all potential outcomes and feelings. And here's the kicker. You even need to accept yourself for not being happy with the result. Having a forgiveness towards yourself for being disappointed. You don't have to be positive and easy breezy and happy. That would be unnatural and forced and not true to yourself. Being totally okay with the possibility of a bad shot, the bad feelings of hitting the bad shot, the disappointment in yourself for hitting the bad shot, and what others might be thinking about you. Total acceptance of all of it. Now, this isn't easy. It will be painful at times. But shot after shot, you're showing yourself, this sucks, but it honestly isn't as bad as I was making it out to be in my head. This is how you reprogram your brain to no longer perceive bad putts, chips, drives, negative feelings as threatening. Now, this is the crux of what we're doing here. Your brain perceives a threat. It sends a signal to your body to help you avoid that threat. You tense up and jerk out of the way, which with a golf club translates as a yippy motion, and you get all those bad feelings as a result. And the bad result as a result. So you have to show your brain that what it perceives as a threat isn't actually a threat. And on the stigma piece, this is why stigmatizing and calling the yips the Y word or a four-letter word and being scared to talk about it, it works against you, not for you. Avoiding it doesn't help you. It works against you. When you don't name it and call it what it is, this further shows your brain that it's something to avoid. You're increasing the life or deathness of the yips from the perspective of your brain. But you have to face the fears to show yourself the yips aren't that scary. This starts from how you think and talk about them. It would start with you not avoiding the subject, being honest with yourself that it's something you really struggle with and that's okay. It's something you're working on changing, which is great. I can call it the yips. If that's what we're choosing to label it, that's okay. It's just a, it's just a word that, uh, that defines, that labels what, I, what I'm working on, what I'm working on changing. That's great. And the next step after you've named it and you've come to terms with it and you've accepted it, the next step would be to face your fears in the scenario. Get in the triggering scenario. And before you step into the ball and you notice your feelings, of all, of all this tension that's building up, ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario here? Really think it through in very real terms. What will, actually, what will it actually mean if I yip this shot? If you look clearly at the worst case scenario, then you probably diminish how big it's gotten in your head. One of the main causes of clinical depression is overgeneralizing things in a negative way. And now we're not talking about depression. That's a whole different issue. But when you overgeneralize things in a negative way, it means you're casting a wide net over the things you've done in your past as all bad. 
But when you look at the worst case scenario of what a yipped shot will mean, you break it up into its parts and you essentially remove the shot from inside your head and you set it out on a table in front of you. You detach yourself from the result. In psychology, this is called decoupling. Oftentimes players can make the yips very personal. But when you break the worst case scenario down in real terms, it becomes just another result of a shot that you hit. And when you've made the worst case scenario something that is less worthy of your fear, you make the outcome much easier to accept. You're able to say with credibility, I can handle the worst case scenario here. And if you can handle it, then it's no longer life and death to your brain. Your brain will be less inclined to feel like it needs to rescue you from that threat, get you out of there as quickly as possible, because the threat is less threatening. And because this won't magically make all the uncomfortable feelings go away, of course, you're probably still going to have some fear and anxiety about where this shot might go. So hit the shot while you're feeling anxious and uncomfortable. Lean into the bad feelings. Show yourself you can handle the discomfort and come out the other side still alive and able to go on. This is why, in my opinion, the advice to always need to back off every time you're uncomfortable over the ball isn't great advice. This is very common advice in the mental game uh, kind of uh, realm, right? Back off the shot if you're not feeling good about it. Every time you do this, you're subtly telling your brain discomfort is bad. If you need to feel comfortable over every shot, then maybe golf isn't the game for you. Golf courses are designed to make you feel uncomfortable. Tournaments have pressure. You have standards. All of this will tend to make you feel uncomfortable. So hitting the shot during the discomfort shows your brain that discomfort is okay and it's not debilitating. So over time, this combo of breaking down the worst case scenario and leaning into the discomfort and hitting the shot anyway, these will show your brain that there's less and less to be afraid of. The threat isn't so threatening. Then you'll fear the next one a little less, and you'll be more likely to hit the next one a little better. And you'll keep showing yourself you can do it. You can show up and hit this shot even though you're uncomfortable then you'll probably start hitting better shots more often. And no, this isn't a straight-up ramp uh, that goes from uh, full-blown yips to great. It's not straight. You know that. Nothing in golf is that straight. But before you know it, you might work your way up and out of the yips. And of course, this isn't magic. This may take a very long time. That's part of the acceptance. Accepting that it probably won't go away quickly. Definitely not immediately. Just listening to this will not make your yips go away. Just going to the course one time with these thoughts in your head will not make it go away instantly. Accepting that it probably won't go away quickly. It will probably take a lot of time and patience and diligence, and it will be uncomfortable along the way. Accepting how long this might take and how hard it might be is a major part of diminishing the fear of the potential threat. Over time, this will systematically reduce the fear and increase the freedom you feel before, during, and after the shots that were giving you problems. Stay patient to this process of acceptance. You'll get there. 
All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode about the yips and how to systematically reduce them. And even if you don't have the yips, I hope you're able to bridge the principle over to whatever habit you tend to struggle with. And as I always mention at the end of these episodes, what you've heard here isn't therapy. It's meant for information and education purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, if you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it for you specifically, and you'd like to work one-on-one with someone, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so they can improve their performance on the course, especially on things like the yips or fear-based bad shots. If fear of failure is causing you to struggle, that's something I work with players with all the time. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send me an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com, or you can visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. All right. Thanks again to everybody listening to this podcast, whether you're new here or you've been here since day one, I really appreciate the community we've built. If you enjoyed this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple podcast or Spotify. And I would love it if you shared this episode with a friend who has the yips or gets in their head about something they're afraid of, a bad result that scares them. Send this episode to them. This could help them. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of the mental golf show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time.